Welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and Gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. All right. Right. Hey guys, it's Stephen Dunn from Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas. And today I'm very excited to have a very special guest on our podcast. And we have Sherry Betts. She's coming to us from northern Louisiana right now. And she's going to teach us a lot of information about Pilates and how she incorporated it into her physical therapy practice and has really been a leader in the physical therapy and Pilates movement for many, many years. And I'll tell a brief story of how I met Sherry. It was 2002 when I had just finished my certification and I was living in Los Angeles and I went to Santa Clara, Santa, San Jose area, and it was the Mind Body Spirit Conference. And I signed up to take courses with everyone at that point in time who was teaching anything rehab oriented um, because I really wanted to focus my Pilates career on a rehab setting. And so that's where I met Sherry for the first time. I took her course, um, was able to meet some other pioneers in this movement um, at that time. And here I am many years later, and my mission is to get every one of those people on here to have a conversation with me and, and, and tell their story about, one, how they became a Pilates person, how they use Pilates and physical therapy. And with that said, I'm going to introduce Sherry to the program. Sherry, take it away. Thanks for coming. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much, Stephen. This is exciting to talk to you about this. Yes, you are so welcome. You're so welcome. And again, you were one of those very first influential people in my life where I knew this was something that was important that I could implement in my my practice. And I needed at that time in my career to, to see what other PTs were doing. And so for me to have one conference where I could go and meet like six or seven people who were movers and shakers in the industry, it was really great because that set my foundation and it gave me the courage to know that I could do it and that it was uh, applicable and attainable. And so again, that was 2002. Um, I took a course with Sherry um, a few years ago, three years ago, maybe. Uh, Our buddy Gladys uh, hosted the course where she works. Uh, Hey, Gladys, I hope you see this. Um, and I got to see her again and go through her osteoporosis course, and, and it was fantastic to reconnect. And so, again, as I started putting this idea of interviewing these people together, Sherry is one of the first person I reached out to, and she is also a fellow LSU grad. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, but I went to LSU as well. I'm a 98 graduate um, from math, with a master's degree. I think you graduated from North, the Northern School in Shreveport. Is that correct? I did. Awesome. Awesome. So with that said, Sherry, tell us, how did you get interested in Pilates and were you already a physical therapist at the time? Yes. Um, I was a physical therapist practicing at Robert Wood Johnson Hospital in uh, Hamilton, New Jersey. And I had done traveling healthcare and I had was wanting to explore all of the avenues of physical therapy and, and really travel the country. And, and I took several jobs on the East Coast and 
in New York City and different places. And I lighted sort of in Princeton, New Jersey, loved it there and took a job as the director of rehab at one of the satellite Robert Wood Johnson hospitals. So I was director of um, speech, audiology, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and we even had aquatic therapy. So um, one day, one of my staff members came up to me and asked me what was this pilot's thing. So she held up the, the New York magazine, and, um, or it might have been the New York, no, it was the New York magazine, not the New Yorker. Uh, on the cover was somebody doing short spine. And I was like, oh, it's you know probably one of those bad things. Who knows? Somebody else the next week asked me, and then a third time somebody else. So I said, anytime any of my clients or patients will come to me with a question about a, a type of exercise, I always investigate. And I try to look at all different kinds of exercise to see what would be recommended for people and what, what I want them to stay away from and what might be safe and what wouldn't be safe. So I went to Anthony Rivera's studio in Princeton. And the first class I took was a six-person advanced reformer class. How I ended up in that class, I have no idea. But he's yelling at me from across the room, no, that's not right. You know, I think I was holding onto the foot bar trying to do stomach massage instead of onto, onto the carriage. And I think that's what he was yelling me about, but I, I'm not sure. But anyway, there was a whole lot of yelling and um, trying to follow along. I was a gymnast, so I had stayed pretty fit and healthy. I was doing yoga at the time, so I was pretty fit already, and I didn't have any injuries or anything. I had great flexibility and, and pretty good strength. So I followed along well, but the choreography was just you know awkward for me. So I was like, wow, this is really interesting, but I didn't see it as a rehab modality. It was, it was really interesting because of the sort of advanced gymnastic-like movements. I didn't equate it to rehab. Well, you know, down the road, um, I teamed up with a nurse who was my patient first. She had had a spinal injury, a whiplash. She had pelvic girdle dysfunction. Um, she was in a lot of pain from several different injuries that had compounded. And it turned out that she was a nurse at an OBGYN clinic. She was doing a women's wellness program that was educating people and women on menopausal issues and uh, looking at holistic approaches to uh, dealing with menopause. So she invited me to come to do like a back education or, a, you know, an exercise class uh, to help people understand posture, body mechanics and, and good exercise. So I, I went and, and talked with her group and I just fell in love with what she was doing. I ended up leaving the job at the rehab hospital or at the, I mean, at the rehab department and um, coming full time with her creating a women's wellness program with a holistic approach. And I did that for about a year. And then um, my boyfriend decided he was finished with New York and was ready to move back to California. And so we moved back to California and um, I had never lived in California at that point, but he was from there. So we went to Los, Los Gatos where he was from. And um, I ended up moving out there permanently and uh, was looking for a job. As it turned out, the Western Athletic Club's courtside club was looking to hire a physical therapist. And when they found out I knew what Pilates was and I had even done it once, yeah. they were thrilled because no one knew what it was. Yeah. So they advised me to go up to San Francisco and train with Elizabeth Larkin. And uh, the first lesson, I paid her $1,400 because I said, sign me up for whatever you're doing. This is amazing. And I mean, I could feel pelvic floor, multifidus, and the way she was cueing me, it, it was amazing. And I, I just immediately was thrilled with, with what I learned and couldn't wait to sign up for the program. So I signed up for the Polestar Pilates program, and that was back in 
97, 98. And then um, uh, got my um, credential there and graduated as a, a rehab sort of Pilates specialist. And um, I was already doing the work in osteoporosis and developing exercise programs for osteoporosis. So um, Brent Anderson and Elizabeth Larkham invited me to come to Miami to present my work to them and to help create an osteoporosis course and possibly become an educator for them. So I became an educator for Polestar for about 15 years and started immediately incorporating Pilates into my practice. So that being said, um, I implemented Pilates at the Courtside Club in Los Gatos. That was a tough process at first, but the way they were doing it at the beginning was they were trying to shove it down people's throats. And, and I said, let's just do a free intro class once a week. So I, I taught a free intro class in their group mat space once a week, just introduction to Pilates. And um, I got all of the teachers to, you know, I trained a bunch of teachers and then I made them wear t-shirts that said Pilates teacher on the back. And that way people asked about what that was. So we were the first to kind of market Pilates in that community because there wasn't any Pilates anywhere. There's maybe one or two teachers doing something in their living room. So um, that was very successful. We had 25 people a week just filtering in and we would, um, I would not let them buy a package until they actually experienced the work. And I didn't want them to buy anything in advance. I'm like, no, you need to take a class first. You need to try this first. And they couldn't wait to buy the packages. Yeah. So I kind of held the carrot out there to them, you know, and said, you know, we've got a lot of, we don't have very many teachers right now. We don't have a lot of space for you. So I made it like a scarce commodity. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just boomed. I mean, we were bringing in about $30,000 a month within about three months of implementing the program. That's awesome. We had PT and we, I mean, we had, uh, I think we had two reformers and maybe that was all in the, in the Pilates and the uh, physical therapy department. There was a, um, a space dedicated for physical therapy. And then there was also the mat space outside. So there was no equipment in the, the gym itself. It was only in the physical therapy department. So everybody came to us in the PT department to learn Pilates. Now I started training teachers who were not PTs, sure do some group classes and then they dedicated a little space for us um, upstairs in the gym area that was a private room and we had two reformers and a trapeze table and a chair I think that we started with and that we started doing circuit classes and kind of three people at a time and and some privates and all of that and building it up and um, and it grew, grew it grew you know by leaps and bounds and um, Eventually, I left there and moved to Santa Cruz, and I opened a tiny little space. $700 a month was my rent. It was a 400-square-foot space. I put in two reformers, a trapeze table, a chair, and a ladder barrel to start with, and um, I, the only thing I did to market was I went and spoke at um, a, an osteoporosis support group that was existing in town, and I called the doctor who does bone density scans um, in town to um, ask them for somebody's report. And they were like, well, what are you doing? Why are you asking for this? And so they invited me to come and talk to them about my program and what I was doing with osteoporosis and Pilates. And um, that just spawned a lot of interest and growth. And I've got busier and busier. And then eventually I pulled completely away from the Los Gatos um, Western Athletic Club practice at Bayport is the name of the 
the company that was that had the um, contract for the PT clinic there. So I pulled completely away from that, went and started there Pilates in Santa Cruz. And it grew, and I needed more space, so I ended up going across the street in 2003. I started it in 2001 in Santa Cruz, and then in 2003, I went across the street to a very large space. So not very large, but it was about 1,000 square feet, which more than doubled my space. So one thing I want to share with people, if they're they're planning on doing teacher training, um, sometimes I think a mat space is a wasted space because it's so hard to fill it. And um, it, will, it will be empty most of the time, and you'll be having people in there at peak time. So what I decided to do was not offer mat except for maybe once a week, and I would move the equipment and have a mat class once or twice a week. And then I knew I needed 1,000 square feet to have 20 people in a teacher training program. So that was the minimum amount of space that you need to have a mat class with a group. And, um, so I would move the equipment and we would all do a mat class. And normally I had about 14 in each teacher training program. And, um, so that was a requirement for me in my space that I could do that on the weekends and have teacher training on the weekends. So if you're not doing teacher training, um, you don't need a huge space. You need about four to 500 square feet. You need a treatment table that I like to treat on my, my trapeze table. I just love that big, sturdy table. And if I'm doing a manual therapy technique, I can push on the bars and get more, you know, uh, force if I need it. Yeah, get some traction. Yeah. And, um, you know, I use that a lot. I do have a high-low table. I could treat without it. I don't need it. Um, you know, and I, I just, I'm all, I'm all over the place. I crawl all over people doing manual therapy and lots of neural glides and, and so I'm pretty active when I'm treating. And um, that was one of my questions. So I'm glad you're in center. And I love it. Yeah. I hear a little uh, bit about using manual therapy or if it was just blind. Right. So I love right. it. So, you know, first you need to figure out what kind of space you need and don't spend a whole lot of money at first because you want to try to get in black as soon as possible and not spend a fortune. I, I wouldn't go really big. I don't even want to go big now. I like, you know, keeping it small and manageable. Um, so that I can have a business model where I don't have to be stressed out and worry a lot. Um, so again, four to 500 square feet. Um, I think two reformers is great because sometimes you can have a duet and, and you could have another teacher teaching if you wanted to in that space. So one trap table, two reformers, a pedipole, ladder barrel, and a chair. And um, I think you're set with that, with a Pilates and PT practice. I like to use all the equipment. I really use all of it all the time. And um, I use the trapeze table the most. Um, But I love incorporating Pilates into my practice because it gives that assistance for movement. And that's where I think the beauty of the Pilates springs and the equipment is, is that um, I can unload the body after I have done manual therapy um, as needed, find... um, get the person as much out of pain as possible, get them as aligned as possible, and then take them into the Pilates environment to complement right away what I just did manually so that they have the empowerment of movement and that they don't feel like they're dependent on me. Like, you can do this. If you do these things all week long, I won't need to do this again, and we can move forward. But if you keep having, keep not doing your homework and coming back, then I'm going to have to keep doing the manual techniques and we're not going to move forward. We're just going to go in a circle. Yeah. 
So I'm not here to maintain you. I'm here to facilitate you to move forward. Yeah. So that's something really important to me. Yeah, I love it. I know that's a lot, but <laughs> that's, that's that's great though because that that ties together like where you started, mm-hmm. what you've been able to passionately do, and how you've grown it. And you gave a ton of you gave a ton of information in a short amount of time about marketing tips, um, mm-hmm. things that I I you know we we talk about lead generation. You know, you were do, doing lead generation back in the nineties. That's freaking amazing because mm-hmm. most people wouldn't didn't know what that meant until five years ago. Um, by offering a free class and people to enter your world and you to show them and show value that one, you knew the system well enough to help that person with it so that they were ready to come back. And then you using scarcity to want to drive them to want to purchase so that by the time it was all said and done, you had loyal customers already before they even purchased for you. Um, so I, I love that because that's something I talk about all the time and with, you know, with, with the way I run my business, it's like, you know, I want to bring people in the door. I do discovery sessions for PT. I do taster sessions for, with my Pilates trainers. And wherever they want to meet us, we'll meet them. And then we're going to introduce them to our world, create an experience for them that they're going to say, I want to go back there. And that's right. something of interest to me. So I love that, that you mm-hmm. were doing that so long ago before I even was in PT. Well, actually, I was just getting out of PT school mm-hmm. and you were doing that stuff. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, let me ask you this. One of the biggest questions that I get from people interested in Pilates is, where do I get certified? How do I get certified? Can I do it online? Do I have to do it in person? And, and I answer those questions in certain ways, but I'd love to get your, uh, your take on it because you've been in this uh, industry a long time. So help me out here. <laughs> yeah, I was the chair of the certification commission for the Pilates Method Alliance. And you don't actually get certified by a school. You get trained by a school and you're a graduate of that school. And the certification actually comes from the third party NCCA credential that you would receive when you take the Pilates Method Alliance exam. So that's the credential that means that you're certified. And I really want to make that clear to people because the school is not certifying you because that is an in-house biased program. So they follow the guidelines and then they put you, they prepare you for the exam you meet all the criteria, the 400 hours of training and the meet the criteria that is required in comprehensive training. And then you are eligible to sit for the exam. Then you take the exam, you pass the exam, and then you become certified Pilates teacher. Until you've taken the PMA exam, you're not certified. So you're a graduate of a a school. Just like if you were a lawyer, you would take the bar exam. You're, You're a law school graduate, but you're not a lawyer yet. Um, in the physical therapy too. And, um, we get our license, um, from the state. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. And I, I know that there are a lot of people that have, um, uh, a few beefs with, uh, the PMA and, um, find it, uh, maybe to be negative, but, um, I am wholeheartedly in support of what they're doing and they are moving the profession forward and it, if you don't think it's perfect, then join us and become a, an exam writer, an item writer, and you'll understand the process of creating a third-party accredited exam. It is not easy to write an exam question. So um, it's a, a really enriching process. That being said, um, I think the school that a physical therapist would be best trained by is Polestar. Um, I can't say enough about that program. I was so proud to be an educator for them for um, almost 20 years. And, um, I've since retired, but, um, I was, uh, 
really glad to not have to work every weekend <laughs> after a while, sure. but it was a wonderful experience. And um, I've had the opportunity to train educators and uh, be part of the education development process through them. And I, I just think their education is exceptional for, especially for the rehab minded person. Um, they look at pathology and they have you be able to create programs using all the apparatus specifically for that type of pathology and they teach critical thinking and problem solving, which I think is imperative for the physical therapist that wants to incorporate Pilates. Got it. Now is, is Polestar, is Polestar something people can take all over the country in different yeah, cities? Yeah. yeah. They have sites all over the place in your neck of the woods would be Dallas. I mean, they have New York, they have Miami, they have Denver, Los Angeles, there's, you know, Oakland, they're all, all, you just have to go on their website and take a look. Got it. And, and, and I, I love your answer. That's exactly how I answer it. It's like you get trained through a school and then you, you get prepared to take the PMA and the PMA is what tells people if I'm hiring someone that they understand the contraindications of osteoporosis, they understand the contraindications of a disc or stenosis or, or whatever. And, 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 to hire someone who doesn't understand that in my setting, it doesn't make sense um, because I want them to understand those things. And I, even if they took a test a while back, I know I can continue to reinforce those things with me being the boss, if that makes sense. Um, but if someone hasn't taken that, then I know there's a lot of things where they might know all the choreography in the world and they may be a fantastic mover, but they're I always say those people are, they, they are teaching to the system and we want to learn the system and teach it to our client in front of us. And that's always what kind of how I describe it. So I loved your description of it as well. Yeah, um, I want it to be a minimum level of, of expertise. It, it's not really, you're not an expert, but a minimum standard and that they also are interested in enough and being a professional and know how to collaborate know how to study for that kind of exam, even though it might not be what they think it should be. It's, there's no practical part of it. There's also no practical part of a PT licensure exam. Yeah. So we get that in our schools and that's what we expect our schools to do. And so it's a minimum standard for right now. And um, I won't hire somebody that does not have that credential because I want them to go through that process and to at least have that minimum standard. Yeah, it's kind of like we don't want to hire someone who went to PT school. We need to hire someone who passed the boards and completed all the stuff. You know, it's the, it's the same concept. So physical therapists get that, I think, better than someone who's coming from the fitness world. They may not understand that quite as well. Right. So, well, let me ask you this. Are you in a place – I know you've, you've recently gone back to, uh, to Louisiana. Are you at a situation where you're treating your whole day as kind of physical therapy or is part of your day Pilates or is there no difference with what you do or do you have PT clients and then Pilates clients? Explain a little bit of that for me. This has been a really interesting year. Um, I've been here exactly one year now and I came to Louisiana because my mother lost her husband a couple of years ago and um, she was getting older and we, could, we talked about having her move out to California and the cost of living and moving her out there was so astronomical and she had no friends, no family that I just decided that it was probably best that I come here. Yeah. So I started looking online for a house that would be able to be function as a Pilates uh, studio or physical therapy practice in a home. 
and you can buy a much larger home here and be able to to create that space. Yeah. A lot less money. Yeah. And we actually found this amazing house that I'm in right now um, online. And um, my mother and brother live here. So they actually looked at the house for me and looked at the neighborhood and took lots and lots of pictures and videos and actually bought this house online, you know, so um, without ever seeing it sight unseen. Um, and because I told my mom, I said, if I can find a house that's the right place and I can get the loan to go through and, and buy a property, then I'll come. And sure enough, boom, she, she was on it, man. She wanted me to come. So, um, so we did it. And I still have my clinic in California and I go back every couple of months to work with clients and, and administrate the practice there. And my teachers are very grateful that I've kept the space open for them. And now what happened was I got hired by Glenwood Regional Medical Center and they are a traditional outpatient PT clinic and hospital. And we have a large practice where there are five physical therapists and um, we uh, had to do just traditional PT. So when I'm there, I am doing traditional physical therapy and I'm incorporating Pilates mat work, of course, as my therapeutic version of exercise. I've brought my chair, I've brought my spine corrector, I've brought my little props and things. And um, so I'm incorporating Pilates there as much as possible. And then I've written a proposal for them to buy equipment mm -hmm. that they are considering. They had just got bought out by a, a new owner. So there was a huge amount of change that happened last year and they couldn't do anything last year. So they had to wait until the new ownership took over. And now we are talking with the new owners about implementing Pilates and getting a Pilates program. But what I have been able to do is start a Pilates for bone building program. And I've been teaching that on Mondays and Mondays at 10 o'clock and six o'clock in the evening um, to serve the morning clientele in the evening. And so we've really put out the word and we're getting great response. Um, we had more than 20 people sign up for each class uh, the first time we did it back in March. And we do it every six weeks, much like I was doing it at the recreation center in California. So I'm excited to be doing that. Then um, back in November, I was walking in antique alley with my aunt on a champagne stroll Christmas shopping evening. And I look in this space, and I'm gonna show you the picture. That space right there mm -hmm. is, uh, and I'm, I'm seeing that. And, and I'm going, what in the world is that? That is a Pilates studio. I said, I told my Aunt Judy, come in here, and we gotta go see this. So I come in and I introduce myself. She's having an open house, and she's got all this equipment. I mean, this place is chock full of equipment. It's gorgeous. It's high ceilings, beadboard ceilings, brick walls, wooden floors, gorgeous space. And um, she said, wow, you're a Pilates teacher. I didn't know there were anybody here, you know. I said, well, I just moved here recently and um, I'm working at the hospital and I've been a Pilates teacher for many years. She didn't know who I was, had no idea that I had any experience, in, you know, at all. And um, she called me, she, it took her a couple of months to call me. I think she was overwhelmed with opening this space and she called me months later she said I googled you and she said and immediately picked up the phone and, and called um, she said I need teachers so can you help me I, I don't know what I'm doing and um, I know I love Pilates and I love the space I had the resources to buy the space so can you come help me and so now I work there once a week and it, it's so funny I've given her one day a week and I'm and it's 12 hour day now so I have got clients from 8 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night I'm teaching two classes and I have a waiting list so it's, it's grown very quickly. 
And I mostly do evaluations. And, you know, when she gets stuck with somebody, she has an issue or she thinks that the case might be over her head, the person has some pathology that she doesn't really understand, or they're seeming to get hurt in the class, she sends them right over for an evaluation. And and then I'll treat them and then either get them back into the class or recommend what they need to be doing. Um, So we've worked together really nicely like that. And then the other thing that I was planning to do was uh, treat patients in my own space. But since she opened this amazing practice or this studio, I couldn't let that go because I felt like she had invested so much and it was such a great offering for the community to have a space like that. I couldn't offer something like that and don't want to. Um, I just wanted to see the odd client in my home, you know, one or once or twice a week. Um, and uh, have that opportunity to do that. But working at the hospital and working there is primarily what I'm doing. And I see patients in my own clinic here about half a day a week, you know, maybe yeah. work to a full day. But, but um, I'm putting most of my eggs into building the hospital program and the, um, the Bonton Pilates Studio program. Yeah, where you can have a really big impact and, and, yeah. and, and influence a lot of people that way. Um, right. You know, versus if you're working from home by yourself, right. you have less impact. You're going to help a lot of people in a great way. So, again, that's that's where, like, I might pick just working from home sometimes and wanting to do serve a lot, small amount of people, but mm-hmm. taking it to the hospital and growing that, I, I respect that. Kudos to that because that's what we need is more – we need more hospitals thinking that kind of – that way. And you can right. teach them so much. Um, when I was traveling, I took a – when I left Los Angeles, I took a travel job in Sonoma. And when I moved up there, it was a three month gig. And I said, look, I got this Pilates equipment. I'm bringing it. Can I put it in your clinic or can I, do you want me to put it in my uh, house? You know, it's up to you. And they're like, Oh, well we got room. Why don't you just put it in here and we'll see if any of the, uh, any of the PTs like it. Um, And so when you're gone, you know, maybe someone else will pick it up. And I ended up loving Sonoma, so I signed on for a year. Uh, Cheryl got a job. My wife Cheryl got a job working with Madeline Black. So we're like, hey, let's stick around and learn a little bit here. And so I was able to use this equipment in a traditional PT setting because they allowed me to bring it in the door. And it was awesome because then patients came in and were like, what is that? What are you doing there? And then when I left a year later, I didn't want to move that equipment back to Austin. Um, so I just said, hey, do you want to buy this? And we had planned that about six months before we moved. We started asking them and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll buy it. So then Cheryl came in and started teaching some of their staff to just start how to basically to use it to try to spark an interest to go sign up for Madeline's course where she was doing a full program. So that was something that back in 2003, that was, yeah, 2003 to 2004 um, that I was able to, incorporate it somewhat into a hospital for a year when we left i don't know whatever happened with it we sold it to them and it paid for my moving for me to move to austin <laughs> uh, so but that was kind of a i, I love hearing your story because again we have a lot of commonalities in the, in the background of you know where we went to school and and, and some of our paths with this so I, I think it's fantastic um one other question for you sherry i'm I, got, I only have a few more minutes i got about five more minutes um i know people I know they can Google you, but if you, what, what's a way for people to um, reach out to you and find out more information um, about your courses and the things that you offer? Could you tell them that and a little bit about the courses that you offer? Sure. I'm not offering very many courses right now. I'm really okay. trying to, to be with my family and support my mother and 
and uh, be home a lot more. So, and also building the programs here locally, I'm mostly putting my energies into building the community programs. And um, so I'm doing a course in Atlanta mm -hmm. at Karen Staples Studio. She's also a physical therapist and Pilates teacher that, um, that I've been um, affiliated with. She's been a colleague of mine for years. And I'm doing that in February. Gosh, I think that's right. <laughs> so um, I have to look at my website and see when that was. I, I should have looked it. Came on, but yeah, I'm doing that course there, and that's really the only one I have scheduled right now. Um, it's Pilates for Osteoporosis. I'm open to doing other courses by invitation, so if anybody's interested in having me come to do a course, got it. Talk about that. Um, I may be doing one down in New Orleans. I've been invited to come down there to do a course, so you just have to look on the website. I have not built my Louisiana website yet. Well, I haven't had to because I've been, you know, working with the other um, programs here, the hospital and the Bonton Pilates studio. But um, yeah, you can contact me at sherry at therapilates.com okay. by email. Um, or you can go on to the therapilates.com website and find out a lot of information uh, about osteoporosis. There's a blog. There's all kinds of resources about osteoporosis and exercise. And um, our classes are obviously offered there. And, and that's for our California place uh, or space. Then um, stay tuned for my Louisiana website. I am going to be putting that on my list to work on. Sounds like you're busy, busy bee. So a lot of, lot of pokers in the fire, a lot of stuff going on. Well, well, it sounds awesome. I, I really appreciate you, you coming on and, and sharing your knowledge. Again, you were one of the very first influences for me that I said, hey, this is really something that I can do. I can, I can set myself apart as a PT, but most importantly, help my clients and really help them on a way that keeps them around my world a long time, but not needing me for PT manual therapy, but for movement. And so it keeps a long, like a, it keeps this, my studio, it's like people see me for PT. I tell them, I really only want to see you for five to eight visits, depending on what we got going on. And I'm going to teach you what you need to do and how to do it at home. But I need you to see my trainers for about two months to make the transformation in your posture and your strength. From there, you do what you want with it. It's up to you from that point. Some people have been around for 13 years. Some people stick around for half of that program. Some people stick around for the whole program and we never see them again. But the reality is, is that a lot of people are still in my world years later because of Pilates. And if I was just a PT, I don't think that'd be the case. I don't, I don't think I would have 12 year relationships with people. I still think they would be coming in and seeing me when they were hurt, but I see people in my studio taking my group classes, our reformer classes or our gyrotonic classes every week, for 12 years. And that's pretty amazing. It's, it's, that's when I know I'm making the impact in my community that I want to make. Um, and so, and it's funny cause one of the women I'm, I'm referencing, um, who's been around for, for really 13 years, uh, she came in with osteoporosis and I was able to pull out your book at the time I treated her and said, okay, let's start implementing some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and it was just, she's, she's someone that's still around. She's my neighbor. She sends me, she brings me a, a, a gift, a gift card every year for Christmas. Mm -hmm. She's a retired teacher. She's probably my, one of my 
my um we'll just say i'm in a, a pretty fancy part of the town and she's one of my normal clients and she <laughs> really has been around forever and goes out of her way to thank us and i think she kind of thinks of me as a son and uh and it's kind of fun that way but these are the kind of relationships i can build with people through pilates and she doesn't see me or my wife she's she's seen every trainer we've ever had work for us but she's in our world every week i speak to her every week I, talk, I tell her hello. I make her feel special here every single week, and that's something that's really powerful. That I, I that's the that's the message I'm telling people why Pilates is such a powerful thing in your community. It's it's way more than just this fad or just this thing of helping people. It's a thing to help people truly help people, and that's always been my passion from the get go. And and that's why I'm so excited to to get together because now I'm all pumped up <laughs> after chatting with you for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I'm all excited. So so I am super excited. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge. I actually have a few ideas from our conversation that uh, that I'll reach out to you and share with you. Um, that, that, that might be something you're interested in, might not, but I would love to have a little, another conversation with you maybe in a few months, kind of to continue this conversation, to continue to see what kind of questions come in over the next few months from this group and what people are interested in. And then we can talk about that. Cause again, you gave a lot of knowledge on marketing, uh, longevity, uh, thinking long-term big picture. So, so I love all of that, that details. And with that said, thank you very much. And we will do it again another time. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm incredibly honored that I was an influence for you. I didn't know that. So. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's why it was really cool when you came back to teach the course that Glad, Gladys put on. I was like, oh, it's been so long. I got to go learn. I wasn't at a place where I needed any continuing ed at that point. But I'm like, she's right down the street. I'm going to be there. So that was really great for me to then see where you've really gone and progressed and, and continue to, to move this forward. And, uh, and that's, that's awesome. So I, I, I thank you for that. And, uh, and I have a lot of gratitude for all the people that have influenced me because it's really paid off a lot. Um, and when people see me, you know, I'm a big six two. 250 pound guy they don't think of me as the Pilates guy. And when they see me, they're like, you teach Pilates and, all of the people that I've studied from have given me the confidence to be me and do what I do and do it from my heart. And that's what's awesome about it. So I really, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So with that said, thanks a bunch. Have a fantastic day and week and uh, I'll chat with you soon. Okay, Sherry. All right. Bye-bye now. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.